Welcome to Unpeeled, where we peel back the layers to get to the core of the story. This is Shannon Peel, and I'm so glad that you decided to join us today. Hey, it's Shannon Peel from Market Appeal, and you're listening to Unpeeled. You know, when I sit down with somebody uh, to have a conversation, it can last an hour to two hours, which is too long for a podcast. Uh, So I ended up breaking up those conversations into 30-minute excerpts before posting it onto the Unpeeled podcast. Today's episode is part of the conversation I had with Reza. And in this part, we started talking about generational differences. Now, Reza is a 27-year-old millennial, and I am a 46-year-old ex-gen. We've had different experiences. His viewpoint and my viewpoint are very different. Now at 27, I was a mom of a one-year-old, married and living in a nice home in Calgary, working in the investment industry as a marketing associate to financial planners. I was idealistic. I thought the world was gonna be great. You know, you get a job and you move on up. But then life happens and things happen and the workforce changes. So talking to Reza about these changes and how they have affected the different generations or even the different industries was interesting. Viewpoint is very idealistic in my opinion. You know, in their 20s, every generation is idealistic. They believe that they are the next best thing and we really should be catered to or buy in to the new trend, whether it be in technology, workforce, life. You know, when my mom, who was a baby boomer, was 27, I was seven years old. She'd been married for nine years. I was... You know, me and my friends were getting married in our mid-twenties and having our kids later in our twenties. Now, you know, I'm hoping my kids will be like well into their thirties before they even think of getting married, let alone having children. Each generation is changing and how they interact with each other, how they interact in the workforce and how they're making money. It was really interesting talking to Reza, getting his point of view about what is acceptable for work and what we can expect in the future, in his opinion, or in the opinion of somebody who has drunk the Kool-Aid of um, the new economy. So um, let's jump in to this part of our conversation. And I really want to hear what you have to say about millennials and baby boomers and X-Gen and our opportunities in work and how we work and what we can expect from the workforce and labor force going forward. So after you have listened to this podcast, go on to social media, use the hashtag unpeeled, give me your feedback and your opinions as well. If you like what you hear and you've listened to it on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud, please give me some stars. 
So let's join the conversation with Reza. So millennial. Yes. Millennial. <laughs> I'm ex-gen. <laughs> we are the ignored generation. Actually, we are the insignificant generation. I mean, we didn't even get a name. <laughs> we got X. <laughs> And that was it. Then the Y's came along and we're like, okay, the Y's come along. Mm-hmm. Oh no, they're millennials. What? What? <laughs> Everyone cares about them. The governments care about them. The corporations are adjusting the way that they deal with employees for um, them. Uh, you guys don't have to jump through the hoops that we had to jump mm-hmm. through. Marketers care about your spending power. Jim, what is it like being a millennial? Well, my experience of being a millennial is slightly different because half of my life I was in Iran, the other half I was here. Over there, we have our own generations because the war was in a different year and the the good times were different years. So I'm not sure if I'm speaking on behalf of the millennials in North America, but I feel like we've got it very lucky, but we are not as entitled sometimes as people think millennials are very smart and they're using the tools they have in their hands to their best interest Mm -hmm. and i'm sure if baby boomers and gen x had the same tools growing up they would have done the same so they're criticizing why they are not working as hard in in uh, in the ways that they understand work Mm -hmm. But they are actually putting the work. It's just a different format it's a different kind of work. and different kind of works. The one number one value in my family is hard work. Dad put in, he's a logger, so he would start at one or two in the morning and he'd drive all day and he didn't even get home until 7.30 or 8 at night. I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. Mm-hmm. Like one or two in the morning to seven or eight at night. Mm-hmm. Five days a week and then on the weekends he would fix the truck and then work on the house. So all he did was work. My mom, same. She just work, work, work. Gotta make sure the house is perfect, kids are fed, uh, worked part-time at the post office, and then became a realtor and worked really hard uh, as a realtor. My brother is a lineman for BC Hydro, so it's the same kind of work. They understand my brother's work. They don't understand mine. So when I'm sitting there and I'm on the computer, they're like, well, get up and do something because mm-hmm. that is work. Mm-hmm. My, I recently um, been helping out a coffee company and I'm getting up at four in the morning to go and serve coffee outside in a parking lot for a couple of hours in the rain. Uh, so from 5.30, 7.30. And all of a sudden my dad's calling me. My dad never calls me. He's always gonna call me. Hey, how's it four o'clock in the morning? Dad, I've written novels. I've written books. I've raised two wonderful children. I've done a number of different things. But he understands getting up at four in the morning. (laughs) So that's what he values. So I think that your point is correct in how we view uh, younger generations has more to do with the glasses that we're wearing at the time. Because if you look back, when the baby boomers were coming into... Mm-hmm. the workforce mm-hmm. and doing their free love mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and smoking the dope and you know there was a big part of their culture that was anti-establishment 
and now they're the establishment and they're they, they became yuppies and then became business they're in the business leadership roles now looking at millennials going well you're just sitting on your phone mm-hmm. you're just doing this you're not showing up you don't want to show up at work and work all day and all night but when you really look at what's happening they're looking at the how much does it cost to have employees in this office from eight to nine or eight to five five days a week well if we get them to work from home a couple of days a week we don't have to pay for that and we can merge desks and so it's not the millennials driving the change as much as it is the baby boomers driving the change because they're looking at it going well we want the millennials to come work for us and instead of saying well this is how you have to work for us you got to be here at eight o'clock and leave at five and if you're not going to do that well then we don't want you they're saying no 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 we need these people um, we need them to work and we're going to do other things and i think that's how it should be mm-hmm. millennials shouldn't change for how a baby boomer is viewing them. Millennials are the representation of the time we're living in. So baby boomers should adjust to to how things are going forward. There are a lot of millennials out there working a lot of hours and are focused and have extreme deadlines and are doing amazing things. But they're focusing on the story of the spoiled little brat who doesn't feel like going doing that job so he doesn't show up. Or Dad got him an interview at some amazing company. Kid doesn't really want to work there, so the kid comes there, kills the interview, makes a fool out of dad. And those brushes are what's painting a whole generation. Yes, because those those are um, uh, like the outliers, mm-hmm. and then we are we are we think everybody's like that. I'm going to give you a little well, story. The thing is, is like not yes. all baby boomers were flower children exactly. and exactly. smoking dope. My my parents exactly. were not doing that. Exactly, that's exactly right. I'm going to give you a story. Um, there was this. I don't know. I think he's a Gen X. He was criticizing me, not really criticizing me, but more indirectly. The millennials, more so, indirectly. Indirectly, yeah. he is. Uh, he has millennials working for him. So he was like, "Yeah, I don't get it. You got you millennials. Um, if you don't feel right or the, the work you don't have passion for, you just switched up. You just have to work hard. You know, I don't know why you're so entitled. Blah blah blah." I was like, "Listen, you've got to understand." We have the option to choose. Right. Whereas X Gen didn't have the they option. They didn't have the option. If you had the option, we you would have the same thing. They have the option. The economy is doing well. Everything's in our fingertips. Obviously, that's how we're going to look at it. We are like, we have to work where we are passionate because we have the option. It's not about just making money anymore. It's about making money and be happy. It's it's like a hierarchy, a Maslow hierarchy. Mm-hmm. We've got the we've got the basics. So so now we're focusing on on how to excel further. And the other thing that happened, the same person told me um, saw my product. You know what I would do, Reza. Pick up the uh, phone, hustle, and call companies and call events until you get an answer. And I said, yes, I can do that. I don't have any problem by doing that. I I, I sometimes be, be, get judged by not wanting to do stuff like that or be lazy in, in, in ways, but I'm not. I, I, I would genuinely do that, but when I understand my competitor can be 100 times more efficient why should I take this route? When I know I can, mornings I go to an event, nights I go to an event, during the day I go for coffees, 
all because I want to learn how I can bring the most value. Then when I understand it, I bring it to social media and I do it online. Mm -hmm. Then I'm in touch with a team that is driving all the things that need to happen. And when there are uh, stuff that needs me, then I jump on it. So all day long, I'm working on the events that I'm going to, the stories that I learned from it to do on social media, launching a product in parallel to that. Mm -hmm. I think I'm doing a lot more work than just picking up a phone and cold calling people. As someone who needs to pick up the phone and cold call people, because I have to do that, um, I haven't found the time. You know, like your grandfather who needed to give stuff to people just because he didn't have the time to do it all, I totally know what he means because I'm constantly trying to hire people and once again, being an ex-gen trying to hire millennials. Oh my goodness, you gotta be kidding me. Um, from an employer standpoint, yeah, it can be extremely frustrating because, well, that ex-gen, we kind of have a chip on our shoulder and our noses are at a joint and everything else because no one cared if we were happy at work. You know, some people mentored us, but some some people were mentored. But as soon as the millennials started hitting the workforce, mm -hmm. all the tension went to millennials. And the other thing is, I'm not. Oh, I wasn't around around the time you guys were like the Gen X getting into it was the a workforce. Yes, I think the employers didn't have to. They didn't have to do that. Now they have to. That that's the only difference. Mm -hmm. Now they have to care. Because every person has, has an incentive for what they're doing and it's it's always something other than money. You take away the money, there's something there. Mm -hmm. And when you do one-on-one, -on -one, when you go for lunch with your employee, you find out what is the driver and when you align your company's driver and their driver, just watch how they excel. I worked for my dad for a very short period of time as an intern and I realized he doesn't put the effort to find what is it that I want. And, and, and I kept communicating that it is not about having a, having a uh, work-life balance and getting paid. I'm trying to excel in what I'm trying to do. And I realized that's the same theme elsewhere. And I realized I need to be extra cautious because if I want to hire someone like myself, I need to damn understand what is their driver. And if I treat them like I'm just paying you a wage, you have to do the work, I'm gonna hire low quality workforce and it's mm -hmm. not gonna drive my company. So that is something I feel like millennials are, are not understood in, in workplaces. Well, there is, a, there is a shortage of workers, you know, and with Gen Z coming up, I think you guys are in for a rude awakening because Gen Z are bigger than you. Yes and they i am watching gen z um gen z are on tiktok yeah. i am on tiktok i am consuming their content i'm learning what is it like to be in high school right now and their world is different it is different my kids are gen z and my son's at the very top of gen z he's 20. Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see what happens mm -hmm because they have tons of opportunities. Mm -hmm. There's a million opportunities out there for mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. The information that they have to make decisions is overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Like my kids are quite independent. They know how to make decisions. They're taking care of themselves. Um, they're, they've got it together. But when these kids are coming out of schools and going, okay, now what? They're going, 
they're going right back into school, paying a bunch of money for something that they don't really need because they don't know what they want to do yet. Mm. And I think that the great thing is, like, when I went, came out of school and went right into school, we had to. If you didn't have a degree, mm-hmm. you didn't get a job. I got a job as a secretary because I had a degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the case anymore. I know not the case anymore. The problem was, is as Gen X, when we came out, there was a recession. There was affirmative action. If you were a white male, good luck. When you're talking to someone in X-Gen who is saying, you guys need to work harder. You guys need to do this more. They're looking at the world through scarcity mm-hmm. because we were raised in scarcity. Yeah. So it needs to, I think generations need to put on different glasses and really look at each other and say, well, I mean, no one's looking at X-Gen, trust me, nobody, nobody cares. Um, but the boomers and the millennials, there is a generation between you. Mm-hmm. The amount of animosity is not helping because there are hardworking millennials. There are lazy baby boomers. But as long as you're working hard, as long as you're doing what you're doing and getting, you know, the results that you want, you you don't want to be cold calling, you're at least doing something else. You're doing something that is just as hard as cold calling for some people. Well, looking at Gen Z, I think in the future, uh, companies are going to be under pressure of creating a culture that the workforce would like to work in there because they have choices mm-hmm. and I can assure you certain companies will win that game and Gen Z's or Gen Z's they will line up to work for those companies and they have the choice of picking the, the good candidates yeah. and the rest of the companies they have to get the leftover so make a good culture that Gen Z's would like to work for you not the other way around and tell them what to do yeah especially those bigger corporations. The problem when with Canada's economy and Canada's workforce is the two biggest employers are the government and self. So a lot of self-employed people are really just unemployed people trying to find work, which they don't have the resources to create a culture that somebody wants. Um, Especially right now, or for the last 20 years, a lot of the venture capital has been going into tech. Well, if you don't, aren't in the tech world, you can't create those cute little offices with Mm -hmm. pool tables and Mm -hmm. foosball tables and video game nights, right? Uh, So it's harder for small business when they hire Millennials or Gen Z, they need a certain thing done. They don't have the resources or the bandwidth to create an environment Mm -hmm. for that person. What we as employers need to remember is the good candidates, the amazing candidates are working in corporate scenarios where there is money to create a culture. And what we are hiring is what's, like you said, what's left. I've been trying to hire a salesperson. Well, actually, I've been trying to hire four salespeople, mm-hmm. uh, commission-based salespeople. Mm-hmm. I'm an offering an amazing uh, percentage, much more than, um, they'll be actually making more than I will. Mm-hmm. And I can't find them because 
there is a work shortage in Vancouver. There, I get calls from people who are ex-gen with, I get resumes that are blow my mind amazing, but they've got sales manager, sales director. I message them back with, um, love your resume. It looks great. I understand you're looking for work and how hard it is. However, I just need someone to smile and dial. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that you want to go back to that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, no, we don't want to go back to that. Yeah. But I'm going to add something here, add a comment. Um, the reality is we are going on an on-demand economy. The reality is those days that everybody got hired full-time and they had the safety of the job, whether they worked or not, is going away. Mm-hmm. Companies can't survive with that infrastructure. Companies can't pay their employees because they promise them to pay mm-hmm. if the work is not there. So when we are going on demand, a lot of freelancers are working, a lot of uh, solopreneurs, or but they're working for themselves. They're rendering their services instead of being f- hired full time. Right. That is the trend we are seeing, and. When that the the reason is when you put the work you get paid when you're not when you're not getting paid and that's how companies are surviving that's how the fierce competition is happening mm-hmm. same as what happened with taxis Uber is crushing because it's on demand employees are going to that direction any startup like myself I get advised to hire my first person the latest as I can because that is the worst thing that can happen to me because I'll get committed to a person Mm -hmm. and I need to be damn sure my business is up and running before I do that. So we have the tools now to use Upwork, to use virtual assistant, to use uh, things that are um, available to us to not hire sometime full time and Mm -hmm. have as a contractor and that makes us entrepreneurs have the ability to compete and have a chance of at least surviving that translates to a workforce that can't just be hired full-time mm-hmm. unless they're so damn good that they're worthwhile investing in mm-hmm. uh, and that 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 makes a bit of a tension in the workforce um, and then there are a lot of people who have the qualifications on paper but the market tells them they're not the top 10% and they they are not hired in those positions and then they send their resume to you and then they're confused whether to take a job that is way below them. Yeah, and more and more uh, older people are having to and that's very different than what their parents had to do. It's very different than the story that we were told would happen. Um, I know my generation was sold the bill of goods. But you make a really good point because it is turning into a gig economy. And people are constantly having to look for work and constantly having to promote themselves and brand themselves. And that's why personal branding is so important, which is what is the basis of my company. But can people survive in a gig economy? Because either you're looking for work or you're getting work, but it's not paying enough because there's so much competition like when you're looking at Fiverr and Upwork and all those ones those freelancers aren't getting paid very much I think the type of economy we are going to experience and we're in that transition point is peeling off that layer of transparency that we need to see so 
then it's not up to your boss to say whether you're good enough or not. Your work directly translates whether the entire market tells you your work is worth it or not. Because when I hire a graphic designer and they charge me a certain amount, and with that, the result I get, I can drive my business, that means their work was worth it. When they charge me an amount that their work is not good enough and I can't translate it into a value in an economy, it directly gets back to them and their work wasn't good enough. That has a good effect in terms of elevating everybody's game, mm -hmm. but it does hurt certain people who are not skilled enough. They have to definitely go find or learn their skills they, they need. And that is our government's job to provide the infrastructure for them to learn the necessary skills when the AI comes, when the um, more advanced technology kick in. As a generation that is caught in the revolution, that can be really scary. Very much. Because we've already, we're already trying just to make ends meet when our parents were doing quite well. Here's the thing. The economy needs these people to run it. These people are the brain behind the movement. So if it's hard for, a, for an individual, let's say guy A, if it's hard for him to get a job, mm -hmm. that means guy B... The person number B did a better job of getting his, his position. What happened with that revolution was you have access to information. I know a lot of successful people in Gen X. All the YouTubers that are successful, um, especially in, in real estate and different businesses. If you watch Gary V, if you mm -hmm. watch Ty Lopez, if you watch all these people are Gen X mm -hmm. because there was a revolution. They just jumped on it and, and learned as much as they could. Yep. The rest of uh, the, the crowd, they said, you know what, I'll just go through school because that's going to teach me. Well, school is always behind the curve. So it is up to the future workforce, the Gen Z, to go and learn. And the market will tell you how skilled or knowledgeable you are. And you will get a position based on your efforts. And it is more, I think, self-learned these days. It is. I pretty much learned a lot of things by myself. You're right. There is, though, There are those people who did embrace the new technology and did become quite successful. I wouldn't say those people jumped on technology and, and they got succeed. They put the work to update themselves with the mm -hmm. new trends and educate themselves. The ones who le were left behind... They felt cozy and comfortable with the system they were in. They were like, my degree supports me. I don't need to go learn that new Instagram thing they're talking about. Whereas that would have kept them ahead. And I think the the, the amount of time that we see these cycles going to get shorter and pressed. And Gen Zs will feel it even more. They will be pressured to be always on top of it. Mm -hmm. And they have to put the work into learning. Mm -hmm. If they do they will see the success down the road if they get cozy that just because i know this and this and this and i have a job and that will translate to 40-year career they will fall behind mm -hmm. and i feel like that's happened to a lot of gen x because they were like oh it takes a long time for that to affect me 
And then before they know it, they're behind the curve. Well, no, it's it's not so much that they were told, like, you know, it's going to take a long time before it affects me. We were raised that too. to get a job. Mm-hmm. Okay, we were raised. I mean, a lot of the reason why I was always looking for a job was because my mother. In fact, just a month ago, she was calling, calling me going, "How many resumes have you sent out?" I've been self-employed for two years, mom. The whole idea of putting on another resume gives me such major panic attacks of anxiety, I can't breathe. A p- total PTSD, thanks to my J-O-B experience. We were taught, hey, you know what? You go to school, you go to get a degree, you get a job, and you'll be, and you'll be able to get ahead. That's what we were told. That was the, the bill of goods that we were sold. This is Shannon Peel. Thank you so much for joining us today on Unpeeled. We want to hear from you, so log into that social media account, use the hashtag unpeeled, and let us know your thoughts about today's podcast.